This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will continue a message in his series on heavenly authority, currently focusing on the office of the teacher. When we left off, Pastor was in Hebrews chapter 5. But then our minds should be renewed, and they're only renewed by an understanding of God's holy word. This is the way God communicates to us from his word. And you should be teachers of these things now, and you're like little children. You need to have the milk given to you all over again and not solid food. They've even lost, they're even in danger of losing what they have. Be careful how you listen. And then you look up above in verse 13. For everyone who partakes only of milk is what? Unskilled in the word of righteousness. The word there is logon. Unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. They're unskilled in the word of righteousness. And so they need to be taught all over again. But we're called to be skilled in the word of righteousness. We're called to be able to teach others. Every Christian is called to be skilled in the word of God, in the word of righteousness, and to be able to communicate it to others. It's not just the job of those with the office of the teacher. And then, teachings, discussions of the truth of God, things that are revealed by teachers such as the writer of the book of Hebrews, they don't seem so hard. They don't seem so unable to be grasped. The eyes are open, the ears are unstopped, and we see the fullness. We comprehend the fullness of truth. We're talking here about the fullness of the Word of God. If you know the Scriptures from beginning to end, you can't go off to the left, you can't go off to the right. Remember that balance beam we talked about months back? You stay on track. You handle the fullness of God's Word. But you need to have the fullness, the completeness of it. A full age to fully comprehend. And then our senses are trained. Otherwise, we're not trained to discern good and evil if we don't constantly train them, practice them, soak ourselves, skill ourselves in God's word, seeking the perfection of his what? Righteousness. That word comes up over and over again, right? In the scriptures. You never talk about maturity in the scriptures. You never speak about completeness in the scriptures without that concept of righteousness coming in. The end result is righteousness. Very different picture, isn't it, from some versions of Christianity and the Christian walk that's preached sometimes today. Even what he has will be taken away from him. And look as you go on in, in chapter 6 of Hebrews. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Again, the NIV will say maturity. It's from the same Greek root as before in verse 14 of full age. Let us go on to perfection. Having a completeness, literally a completer, a consummator, a finisher, finishing what you start in Christ. Too many times Christians don't finish what they start in Christ Jesus. 
They start with joy, but when it gets difficult and when they need to learn and grow, they don't want to finish it. They don't want to finish it. They become dull of hearing, as it says up in verse 11. They have enough for themselves. They don't need any more, they think. But the danger is, when you say that, well, I have enough, you're in danger of losing even what you have. That's what Jesus taught. They become dull of hearing. Perfection. Teleotes. A completer, a consummator, a finisher of what you start. Leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Let us be completers, finishers, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Those are the elementary things. Certainly every believer should be able to speak about those, and very few Christians can. Those are things we should be drenched in in the gospel. And then move on to how now we grow in Christ and righteousness. And he says, and this we will do if God permits. And he goes on then to keep discussing. He knows they need more edification. They need to see clearer. And he gives them more teaching. So the point of this was, even though James says, let not many become teachers, and we discussed the fan of everyone wanting to be a teacher of the word of God, the responsibility to learn, to know the truths of God's word, both the first principles and being skilled in the perfection, the word, the teaching about righteousness belongs to every believer and not just those with the gift and calling of a teacher. By this time, you ought to be teachers, he tells them. And we've talked uh, in length about the Lord Jesus being the teacher uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease among the people. Teaching, didasco, preaching, keruso, and healing. Therapeuo, you get therapy from it, therapeutic from it, healing. Teaching, preaching, healing. And over and over in the scriptures you read that Jesus went into the synagogue, he went into the temple, and he taught. He preached the gospel, and he taught. And he still does the same today. Uh, in 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, verse 27, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Let me read it from the NIV. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Anointing, charisma, unguent, an ointment, the salve, oil, 
mixed with an aromatic herb. In the Old Testament, they would anoint the high priest. They would anoint the kings. And it symbolizes in the New Testament the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon his chosen ones. That anointing from the Holy Spirit, from him abides in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. You don't need that anyone teach you. But the anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So Jesus is teaching today every believer who is open to him through the anointing of his Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God teaches us. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus said in verse 11 and 12, Now when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. The Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour, at that very time of need. In uh, John chapter 14, the Gospel of John this time, chapter 14, verse 26, but the Helper, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you. Didasco, all things, and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So the words of Jesus are brought to our remembrance. The Holy Spirit takes the food. Now, if you don't put the food in the refrigerator, if you don't study, if you're not skilled in the Bible, there's nothing to be taken out, right? But as you read the Word of God and you pray and you know the Bible, then the Holy Spirit brings it to our remembrance, all the things that Jesus Christ has said. And he will teach us all things. The anointing teaches us. And the teaching is true and not counterfeit. Teaches us about all things, he says in 1 John. As the anointing remains in us, we rightly understand and apply the Lord's word. And back to the book of Hebrews, you have the important quote from Jeremiah chapter 31, a quote which we began the New Testament portion of the Heavenly Authority series. In chapter 8, he quotes in verse 8 from Jeremiah chapter 31, uh, because finding forth with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind, and I will write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach, did go, his neighbor, and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least of them, the greatest of them. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother. The Holy Spirit teaches. 
He writes it in the heart, in the mind. Jesus is teaching even today through the anointing of his Holy Spirit. He will teach us what we need to say in that very hour. Didasco. That is the goal of the new covenant. And yet, in Ephesians chapter 4, we've studied in verse 11, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect teleos man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So you need teachers for a time in the Lord's plan. There is this office of the teacher to help the church come to the fullness, the completeness, the perfect man in Christ Jesus, to bring the new babies that come into Christianity into their knowledge of the Lord, to help old believers to be strengthened when they're weak. You need this office, but the goal is that everyone be taught by Jesus Christ directly through the Holy Spirit, the anointing that God pours out and gives. It does not, the office of the teacher does not relinquish the responsibility, the obligation, and the position that every believer has to learn. While our radio programs are from past sermons, current sermons are live-streamed on YouTube every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. You can search YouTube for the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel, or you can use the link on our church website at shiarjashub.org. The programs are then posted on YouTube and rumble.com for 24-7 access.